Hello and welcome to the Geekatorium podcast number 110. Now, before we start, as always, there is a spoiler alert as we are going to be talking about the latest episodes of Picard and Moon Knight. We have a sodium story all about Marvel, which is our usual, and a Fantastic Five, which is all about the f- epic villain deaths. But without further ado, let's go into the podcast. Wait, can, can I just ask, how do what? you go into a podcast? Like, it's not a physical thing. So how, how, do, we, how do we do that? Shut up, Matt. so much it's good to be back it's so good to be back where can be a thorn in your side once again oh i thought i'd missed this but apparently <laughs> i haven't so hey, buddy. anyway hey how are you i'm good i'm actually uh, a little bit drained today because i've had a very mm-hmm. exciting day yes a- i got your message earlier it's a very exciting day i've got a new mm. doggy i've got a new yes, dog do. i got yes, a new dog do. and, and yeah his name is Odin. <laughs> wow. His name was Alan. <laughs> so I, I did not want to be standing in a park shouting Alan like that viral video from many yeah, years ago. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Alan. I didn't I did I did not want that to be me. And we've been debating different different names for this pup. Mm, and mm. Uh, and and Odin, we thought, well, Odin, it ends with an N, so it could sound like Alan, so we might still respond to it. Kelly right. kind of liked the idea of Bucky. We we threw lots of other names around, uh, and then we we just started saying the names, and he never responded to Bucky, but every time I said Odin, he he responded. So well, there you go. That solidified go. it. That solidified that's it. it. So that's it. When we um when we adopted Porthos, mm. uh, his name originally was uh, Winston, and we oh, were wow. like, our our dog is not sixty. Uh, <laughs> our dog is not a boomer. <laughs> also, I don't think your dog has enough confidence to be a Ghostbuster. Exactly. So I think he would we, be a bit scared. Yeah, exactly. So uh, that's hence why we we changed it, and it was uh, originally it was going to be Loki, and mm. now I'm now like now I'm thinking Odin and Loki would have been brilliant. But yes. instead, yeah, yeah, we got Porthos, uh, which I'm not, I don't regret. But I'm very yeah. happy for you. Thank you. Your life, your life is about to change. Oh yeah, listen, this isn't my first dog. Like in terms yeah. of like in my family, we've had dogs throughout my entire life. In fact, mm. probably the last few years um, of of where I've been living is the longest I've gone without a dog. So you know, right, right. It, it, yeah. if anything, life is returning to normal. Mm-hmm. And okay. and the great thing is is that he was already fixed before we adopted him, so Excellent. he will never blame us for it. That's something Excellent. I'm a- absolutely thrilled with. Did you do that to Porthos, or was that already done to him? That was already done. So there we did, go, I, yeah. did I ever tell you about the 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 adoption process report? Uh, I don't Porthos. think you did. Go on. Oh my god! It took uh, it took a couple of months in the end. Yeah, should I have been, that, should yeah. have taken that long, but it took a lot longer. The reason being is. So he gets taken off the track, comes to this... Uh, now, we went through a, an organization called Greyhound Gap in Stoke-on-Trent. Home. Mm-hmm. If you're looking to adopt a Greyhound and you're in England, go to Greyhound Gap. They are amazing. Um, I know it was something you wanted. You wanted a Greyhound. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So 
went to went to go adopt him, uh, met him, stuff like that. And before he could uh, be given to us, um, he he gets all his shots, he gets everything, and gets fixed. So gets you know gets gets a snip. Yeah. Um. So which is like perfect. Obviously, that's all the stuff that you want, and it's all done, and you got a healthy dog. So we were waiting for it to happen, and then we got a phone call going. Yeah. So bit of a weird one for you. And we were like, okay. Um, we can only find one, te- the, 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 the vet can only find one testicle. What, in, in, yeah. in, in the yeah. dog? In yeah. the dog yeah. itself? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. In, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah. Wow, yeah. Only, okay. Only one, right? So, um, we had like an option to adopt another dog and we were like, we met the other dog and we were like, no, we, we really love. Uh, Why would they really want to f- give you the option just because it has one ball? because it was going to take like six weeks for it. Right. So, so, right. So here's where, this is where it is. Right. So what they would do is that there is a rare chance, a rare chance that some greyhounds are born with one testicle. This is, this is new information. Or, or they're born with a testicle that is so tiny. It's hidden inside them. Like, like (laughs) tiny, right? So what they had to do is they did exploratory surgery to try and see if they could find a tiny testicle inside Porthos, right? Couldn't find it, right? They couldn't find anything. So the only thing they could do was wait until, like, because obviously what happens is uh, when when they get fixed, their hormone levels go all over the place. So they had to check his hormone levels after six weeks to see if they return to to, to below a state, you know. (laughs) Um, And that would indicate that if it went down to where they should be, that he would only have one testicle. Wow. So, yeah, it turned out our dog only had one testicle. But it's like... Yeah, it's like that. Is, yeah, crazy, right? Like absolute, like abs- I was going to say absolutely nuts, but there were no nuts involved. Um, so I don't. I never imagined that I would be the able plural to plural of nuts does not apply. No, to my but hand. I never would imagine that I'd be able to accurately compare your dog to Hitler. Now, I know, just- <laughs> I know, I know. There's so much in common. Like you know, my dog went to art school and failed, and like I mean, oh. what. I, was, yeah. I thought you were going to say, because I didn't know if dogs had the same thing that humans do. You know when it can kind of uncomfortably go back up here? Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I don't know any other way of saying it. Yeah. <laughs> but I thought that maybe that had happened and it just got no. stuck. Or No, no. See, there was always this... I remember reading in a magazine where this thing had happened. Um, I think it was in a loaded magazine when I was a teenager, where yep. what had happened was a rugby player had been tackled and had a dislocated um, leg joint. Yeah, and on the pitch, oh yeah, yeah, I've heard, yeah, yeah, and they yeah, pulled yeah. the leg no, to put no, it back I in. I know, I already know. But what had happened? I'm sorry, yeah, mate, take your headphones off because I'm going to keep talking. Uh, mm. So, yeah, one of the balls had gone up and ended up inside the socket, so that when they did put the leg back in, that man was Porthos's equivalent yeah. <laughs> by the end yeah, of the yeah, yeah. procedure. Yeah. So yeah, I, I didn't think we'd spend the first five minutes of this podcast talking about balls, but there we go. Uh, hey. I'm talking to you about my my dog and his singular bollock. I, fantastic, fantastic stuff. Um, yeah. Wow, amazing. So um, <laughs> let me let me ask, how, how are you? How are you doing? Oh, how am I doing? Oh man, yeah, this is a difficult I... one for you at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's keep it short and sweet. A, I'm happy to be living back in Edinburgh again. Yes, it's, it's lovely. But B. I have had a hell of a time since I've moved back. 
uh it is like my my health my health has been shot like yeah. absolutely shot first i had a, a sinus infection um which was a lot of fun a lot of pain um but uh, i am currently sitting on day nine of covid oh still testing positive Still testing positive this morning. I tested positive. Now it is the the, the faintest the line has been. Okay, so that's I, good. Positive. I'm hoping that means that it's going. I was about to say that's um, positive. <laughs> Fucking doof. Well, yes, it is. Yes, it is, Matt. It is positive. <laughs> idiot. idiot, right? But the worst, like the, the thing is, is like I I like today's actually been an awful day. I felt really really horrible oh, today. Man. Um, so I've like, uh, I felt, I don't think I've got a temperature, but I've definitely felt warm. My throat has been really, really sore. Uh, I've been coughing most of the day, uh, headaches come back. And this was after yesterday where I actually kind of felt okay. Uh, yeah. but today it's just like, it seems to have hit me again. Like it's just, it's gone. Oh, wait, wait, hang on a second. You think I'm going, you think I'm going? Fuck you. I'm not going. Do you know what? This was a description I heard of COVID in the beginning of 2020 when it was like everywhere mm. and anyone was talking about having, it was like. I thought I was over the worst of it and then bang, all of a sudden it just, everything comes back. It's yeah. one of those strange illnesses that does that to people. The, the, the two things that have done my head in uh, with, with COVID, like the two things that have just been like, I, I didn't imagine how bad this could be. Um, and uh, it's, well, it's the shortness of breath, which mm. comes from like, so like I, I, I'm just, as a result of being the shortness of breath is being constantly tired. Yeah. Like I am exhausted doing the simplest things like i can i can walk up the stairs i'm walking up and down stairs and exhausted walking up and down stairs yeah. because it's just like it's, i can't i can hardly breathe like it's because i'm a t- my chest is so tight um i can do maybe like one household task every couple of hours yeah so like it'll, i can do the dishes but that'll be me for two hours two to three hours i mean that's just like living like me to be honest yeah, yeah exactly yeah yeah, yeah, yeah but yeah. like the thing is i've been having to look after jonah at the same time yeah that- yeah. while i'm covered yeah. and the whole family we we all got covid yeah right we all got covid so you know mrs c got covid jonah got covid uh porthos had one testicle it's all <laughs> like it's all been at once right uh and so i've got COVID. i'm the last one to recover so uh jonah the, the, the wee man bless him he um he t- he tested negative for two last two days so he's he's clear mrs c is clear it's just me now that's uh hanging on uh with covid just be uh, sure that tomorrow- all the men in your family are checking how many testicles you all have each yeah just exactly just- tomorrow is day 10 yeah and after that i can come out of um self-isolation mm. but like i'm like i still have symptoms do i go out i don't know like you know i don't know what to do i think actually you're the, the level you have symptoms but it's probably i think think i'm not entirely sure this is entirely accurate because i did see my nephew oh, it was yeah. a couple of months ago and he just got on over covid he still was testing positive but had been told that he wasn't contagious anymore yeah now i don't know if that's exactly how covid works i know it's how sometimes yeah. colds and flus work but i'm not so sure about covid but how do i know I'm not you, doctor. So, but the worst thing about about this all the worst thing about covid I'm so bored, man. <laughs> I'm so fucking bored. I've been stuck in my house for like, and it hasn't been 10 days. It's been like, it's two weeks. Cause like, uh, as soon as uh, Mrs. C started testing positive with the whole house went into, into self-isolation because we couldn't yeah, self-isolate in the house because of, because of baby. Yeah. Because we had a Jonah. So, uh, as, as, and it's clearly Jonah who passed it between us. Uh, yeah. Yeah, of course. Is, is, yeah. Anyway, so, I have been stuck in this house for two weeks. I haven't left this house for two weeks. 
like I'm, I'm, I'm like this is worse than lockdown. Like, uh, well, yeah. Well, with lockdown, you could still at least pop to a shop if you wanted to, or something like mm. that. Like you know, mm. to go out and get essentials. It's a little harder when you've actually got the virus. Yeah, I, I am, I am going crazy. Like I'm, I'm literally, I'm literally going crazy. I am, I'm, 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 I'm crawling the walls. I've rewatched so much stuff that I didn't need to watch. I've been searching <laughs> the house for another testicle. It's been absolutely. I've just gone mad, mate. I've just gone mad. So I have been watching stuff. Um, good but good shall we talk about two things let's talk about them yeah we've got two things yeah. that we've both been watching so mm. so it's they're worth talking about and we're quite deep into both of them now so, well let's talk about let's start with because we did start talking about it before yeah uh we, we took our break yeah let's talk about picard yeah picard so um i felt it started strong oh yeah i mean like i i think when we were watching it we i was uh saying it was better than discovery yeah, and then uh, after episode two, I feel it took quite a dip. But the last episode I have enjoyed. I didn't like the week before the one that just came. Uh, yeah. I mean, it was it was Star Trek, for better or for worse, like the whole we're inside Picard's mind and he's got to unlock this thing from his past and it's all a bit woozy and a bit weird and it was very it deep was space a bit nine of a shit episode. it was very deep space nine at its worst if you ask me that's that's how i sort of yeah I, I i did not enjoy that episode i was just like ugh. i found and it interesting that they i thought it, they were being very on the nose with the whole w- wife coming from an abusive relationship and i was like oh they're really playing like patrick stewart's real life mother and all that but no it's like no no it actually turns out she was insane yeah, uh, so. which I, I kind of liked that twist to a yes, degree. Me too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because it it did. Because like at one point I was like, well, this is just predictable. Like it was like, oh well, this was just predictable. And then they threw in that twist, and you go, oh, yeah, that's actually quite, that changes a lot. When he says he goes, he's like to his dad, he's saying, I don't think I ever knew you, and it's just it's just quite tragic. Yeah. Although how daunting for that actor to be told you're going to play Captain Picard's father. You're going to play Patrick Stewart's father. (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) That would be like, as an actor, for me, as a nerd, I would, I'd I'd be in heaven to be told that, yeah, you're playing, you're playing Uh, John Luke's father. Oh, amazing. No, it was, it was, um, it was definitely not the strongest episode. Um, It wasn't, I don't know. And it felt like the beginning of the episode felt like, oh, this, this is going to be quite interesting. This could be quite good. And then it's just, it just went. It went very, very strange, very, very quickly, and I was just like, "I'm not enjoying this at all." I do feel this season has been a lot of saving the budget and keeping it in this sort of time era than building lots of sets for yeah. the future. And all yeah, of that. it feels a lot of time saving, uh, money saving has gone on for this season. What did you think of the? Yeah, what do you think of the most recent episode? Um, listen, I I was all for the new. Borg Queen when she was like Ali, uh, not not Alice Creed I've forgotten the name of the um, person because she played yeah. a, this a brilliant character called Renee in Twenty Four um, this actress and I've just completely blanked on her name now but she's brilliant in Twenty Four um, I was enjoying the sort of storyline as it was going and then when it was the two of them her and Girati I was like okay this is this is pretty interesting but they didn't do it for long enough and all of mm. a sudden now Girati's 
pretty much dead at this point, and it's now just the ball queen in Girati's body. Whether yeah. I, I have a feeling that she is going to die at the end of the season, but in in order to sacrifice to kill the ball queen, Girati is gonna be gone. I I, I, I I think this is one of my criticisms of this season, and I think actually one of my criticisms of this character uh, is they just don't know what to do with her. No. No, she's, like, yeah. Uh, well, I don't think they really know what to do with a lot of them uh, because they, 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 they seem to be, like Rafi, for instance, she is absolutely fine and over um, the death of the, the uh, what's his name? El, El, Elnor. Elnor. Um, she, she, she seems to be over it until she's not over it and then all of a sudden then it sort of comes back and then she's like completely grieved and whilst in some respects that's kind of how grief works it's still a yeah. little bit like because it was only a few days ago that that all happened and mm. she's still like absolutely fine they're not and it's like give her a bit more focus it's still and she like she's also seems very interested in trying to rekindle the romance with Seven look that's fine but she's also like a grieving foster mum like, yeah, like it, yeah. it, it, not not a lot of it makes logical sense, and it's and the stuff with Sung and the the clone daughter, the genetic experiment daughter, all of that. Like they also have technology far advanced for twenty twenty four and all of that, and I guess I can kind of look over that to some respects, but it's a. I just think this season's been a bit of a mess. Yeah, it's. I don't know. I I I'm. Um, I enjoyed the last week's episode. I I do question Brent Spiner's casting. Like, did they just cast him as this character just for the sake of having Brent Spiner back in the show again? And it's that's what it feels like. Well, it's, no, it it makes sense because it, it, it the the the, the songs are responsible as I can sort of remember from Enterprise. They are responsible for the the genetic experiments that created Khan. Yeah, no, no, I know, so, I know, so, I know. So, so, uh, and and considering Brent Spiner, I, 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 I'm okay with that sort of legacy casting of any member of the Sung family ancestry is going to be played by Brent Spiner. That's kind of, mm. I, I'm okay with that. Um, the fact that the daughter looks like an android daughter from the future, we'll have to just ignore that and just go with po like artistic license and fair enough. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's interesting seeing him play a genuine bad guy. I know he played yes. a bad guy in Enterprise. He wasn't a great character in that. He was a bit evil. But this one's, like, quite twisted. He is a mad yeah. scientist in the yeah. worst possible way. And I, I, I don't mind him flexing that those acting muscles. That, that I don't mind. Yeah, no, absolutely. I'm not saying he's doing a bad job, but it does feel, it's, for me, it does feel a little bit like, oh, we need to keep Brent Spiner in this show, so let's keep casting him. I don't know. It, it, there's a lot, in, as, as, as you, you know, as I said before, and as you said, it, it applies to a lot of the characters. It just doesn't feel like they know what they're doing. Like, it's called Star Trek Picard. They focused on Picard, and then they've gone, well, we've got all these other characters. Okay, we just need to make up shit for them. Now, don't get me wrong. I, I'm kind of enjoying... I am actually kind of enjoying the Rafi Seven of Nine sort of dynamic mm. uh, working together, and I, I'm kind of enjoying it. It's all right. I don't like Girati, um, yeah. and I think I think like my whole thing is a it's okay. So every you know that's two seasons she's t she's become some sort of villain. Mm. Uh, you know, the first season she kills Maddox, and then everyone just brushes it over. Um, and then this season she's become the Borg Queen, and it's mm. like okay, it's it's the same story over and over again, which is kind of boring. You know, it's, it's boring. Uh, 
Rios is not as interesting as he was in the first season. No, he seems to have full on like become Mr. Starfleet. Like, yeah, uh, as someone who had left Starfleet, now yeah. all of a sudden he's the captain of the f- the new flagship, the Stargazer, yeah. and yeah. all of this, and he is full on Mr. Starfleet. Like, I butter wouldn't melt, kind of mm-hmm. like uh, officer. He yeah. he, uh, it's quite the turnaround. He's he's he's. He's slightly roguish, but he's not, say, for instance, he's more Luke Skywalker. He's no Skywalker. Han Solo anymore. Yeah, he's more Luke Skywalker than Han Solo, yeah. is what I'm saying. Yeah, he's, exactly. He's, and it's, he's, it's, yeah. it's a bit jarring. And he's goody two-shoes now. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, I've, I've enjoyed some of the nods to Voyage Home yes. uh, that have occurred all the way oh, through yeah. the season. You know, obviously the, the punk on the bus, the same casting. That was, yeah. lo- that was brilliant. Yeah. Um, the, Rios saying the line is, no, I'm from Chile. I only work in outer space. Is I, yeah. I, 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 I loved it. I loved it. But yeah, I'm just finding it. You know, the things that the highlights for me, the highlights, the things that I am enjoying is young Guinan. I think she's been jacked, Guinan. Like those arms, like she's like I know. Oof. But I, I've enjoyed her. Like I've enjoyed. I've she's never been, been attracted well to Guinan before, but now <laughs> I've got to say, <laughs> I've got to say, and they made, they made her shave her eyebrows as well, which I think yeah. is <laughs> it was a nice touch. Nice <laughs> touch. But I'm, I'm enjoying. Her, I'm enjoying her, and I'm enjoying her interaction in the story and sort of what she's doing. And what? How are you feeling about the? Um, the slight retcon going on there. Oh, that they haven't met yet, even though they did meet in in San Francisco. Now, now I'm okay to wave that past because because the future has changed. Yeah, no, that's exactly what they explained it. That's that that, that that's been explained. Not 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 in the show, but it's been explained by writers. And I'm like, yeah, I'm fine with it. I would have been okay with it more if when Guinan says to Picard in this episode, "I actually can't wait to meet you." I would have liked Picard to say, technically, you should have by now, or something like that. Yeah, I, I, that's just I, yeah, me it's, being it's nitpicky. It's not necessary, but it's I understand not, but where I, you're coming it from. It would have been nice, and it would have been a, a Picard thing to say, or go, actually, we should have already. Yeah. That would have been nice, but I can, I can let go yeah, of it. Yeah, I, 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 I don't mind that little bit of retconning because it's not retconning because like they've come from a different future. Yeah. Uh, so for yeah. me, it's like, it, yeah. it, it, does, it makes sense. Uh, they haven't met yet. Mm-hmm. Um, so no, I'm, I'm okay with that. Uh, so I, I know, I mean, I'm enjoying that aspect. There's again, not enough Q. No. But have you noticed like this Q is, this version of Q is so serious. So serious. Yeah, but we need, we need a mariachi band. We like, do, we do. I do think that, that, that they've sort of explained that because the Qs are dead, essentially. He's the last one. By well, the, so that's the thing. The fact that, you know, yeah. as, as, as is revealed in this episode, he's dying. Right. And he's Not he's struggling him, with all it. of them. He, all of them are dying. Like. Yeah, but it's 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 the fact that as he says it's not that he's he thought it would give him meaning. It thought it would give him something new. Yeah. But actually, he's getting nothing. He's just aware that he's going to die. Yeah. And that's it's it's interesting because he's scared. He's 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 that's what it is. He's he's scared. What if right? Do you know the Borg ship that appears at the beginning of the series? Hmm. What if it, I mean, it might be a Borg ship, but what if it's not? Because the thing is, if time gets corrected and everything, they're all still going to die. Yeah. <laughs> they're still going to die where they are, unless obviously they change this thing in the future. And there's still some mystery about that Borg ship at the beginning, because that's that's what's going to have to be really fixed. Like, yeah, they've yeah. got to fix the future, but they have to fix 
that moment where essentially an entire fleet of ships is destroyed. Yeah, yeah. That now, so there's, I'm intrigued. For me at the moment, this series is sitting on like a six out of 10 and could end up really shit in the bed and going worse, or it can redeem itself possibly up to an eight, but it's never going to be a 10. Like it's, it's been such a dip these last few episodes. Do you know, do you know what this season feels like? What? Insurrection. Yes. In the sense of it shouldn't have been a movie. It should have been a two part series. Yeah. Two part episode. Like it's, it's, it's gone on for too long. Like it should have been a movie. They're dragging some stuff out. This I think should have been a movie and then you would have cut out so much filler. Yeah. Like the dream sequence and the dad stuff and all of that. Yeah. We could have, we could have done without all of that. There's, there's too many threads that have been pulled that I just, I'm just not interested in. Yeah. Keep it to the the time travel. Fine. I'm I'm okay with it. I'm actually okay with it. Q time Uh, travel bulk. Done. Yeah, brilliant. That's don't all even we need needed. the stuff with the Europa mission, really. No, don't need the Europa. I mean, yes and no. You, uh, the Europa mission gave them a reason to go back in time to, like, you know, that I guess, that was I guess. that was a thing they needed to fix. So yes, you needed that, but have it in the background. Um, but the other thing is, we didn't need the Picard dad stuff. I don't because, like, how is that paying off towards the story right now? I don't feel like it's added anything to the story. No, no. Here's an interesting thing though from the last episode. Mm. Vulcans were visiting Earth in like the 50s and 60s or something. Yeah. What's all that about? Mm. I mean, surely, I mean, in some canon, in some respect, the Vulcans didn't come to Earth until First Contact Day. So. Uh, whoa, 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 whoa. Is uh, Carbon Creek. Carbon Creek. Enterprise. To pause, uh, rel- uh, to pause ancestors. You are right. Yes. So it's probably to do it. Yes. No. 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 So the Vulcans have been visiting Earth because yeah. they were uh, aware of Ver- Earth's trajectory. I think that well, they they were probably keeping tab. No, I was about to say they were probably keeping tabs on Europa, but they're not because this was long before. This was like no, 50, they were keeping tabs years. on yeah. Earth itself. Yeah, because, yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, intriguing. It it was just intriguing. But I loved the fact that that dude just was like brought on side so quickly. Like quicker than Q could snap his fingers, it was just yeah. like, yeah, I'm on your side now. Yep, yeah, I hope I hope to help you. But I kind out. of I kind of liked that. I actually oh, yeah. quite liked that. It was very Star I, Trek. It was very Star yeah, Trek. It yeah, was yeah, like yeah, the no, episode no, was, where the Ferengi was, go back in time. It was like that where all of a sudden one of them's like, oh, I'm going to help you. You know, yeah. it's it's fine. And it's fine. No, no, I, I, I was I was good with it and it, I, I liked it as a moment. So yeah, so there we go. Picard. Yeah, I, mean, I agree with you. It's it's about a six out of ten. It's got a few episodes left. It'll, it if it sticks the landing cool but there's a lot of threads right now that yeah. are still need to be resolved and like i need i the europa mission i need to understand what the hell picard's dream actually adds to this story is yeah. there's there's lots of little things so we will see yeah yeah okay now let's talk about something very different oh yeah let's talk about moon knight i am fucking loving this show <laughs> So I I, I've it. gone into this show with like zero idea of who this character is. I, I I am not aware of this character. Like I probably have like obviously I've read Civil War and stuff like that, and he, he the character's in Civil War. But I think it's one of these ones that I've just gone oh, okay whatever. I'm not really aware of Moon Knight. The research I have done yeah. is that essentially he's Batman for D uh, for Marvel. Um, in in the comics, yeah, because the character of Stephen Grant is a billionaire in the comics, but they've, yeah, they've exactly, completely yeah. so, changed that in in the series. Because I've obviously, 
Well, not only yeah. is it like Batman, it's very Green Arrow. It's Oliver Queen as well. So there's, you know, we've already got the bi- the billionaire superhero. Well, it's on Tony Stark. And Tony Stark yeah. too. Yeah yeah, 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 of course. So we don't need that. Um, I I was a, started to become aware of Moon Knight and did some research on him some years ago when they talked about doing a series uh, of Moon Knight when the whole when they were announcing their slate of things that that, that they were planning. Yeah. One of the people who was actually rumoured to play Moon Knight from the beginning was Daniel Radcliffe. Oh, that would be interesting. That, and, but then here's the thing. He can do a great British accent. He can do a pretty good American too, so that would have worked. Oscar Isaac's British accent, um, loosely based on Carl Pilkington and Russell Kane. Yeah, you can tell. <laughs> oh, no. When he's, when he's Stephen, he does the Russell Kane overbite. He does yeah. the sort of like slightly the teeth, just that little bit over. I, I mean, I'm fine with it. Russell Brand, you mean? No, Russell Kane. No, no, oh, right, Russell okay, Kane. Yeah, yeah. And this was this was a funny thing because I saw Russell Kane tweet uh, because there's an interview where yeah. Oscar Isaac says I based a little bit on a comedian called Russell Kane, and Russell Kane's tweeted it going, "What the actual fuck? <laughs> <laughs> like, like, how is there a character in the MCU based loosely on me? That's so That's weird. Amazing. Like, That's amazing. It's, it's so I, 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 his accent's fine. I, I, yeah. I, it's fine. It works. Once you get used to it, I think the, the jarring thing is because it's Oscar Isaac and we've seen Oscar Isaac in, you know, so many different variations like doing his, his Poe or um, uh, Ex Machina. I love and Ex Machina. I love Ex Machina as well. Uh, and then he has that quite unusual accent in X-Men Apocalypse. Uh, mm. That's that's mm. that's a bit of a strange one. Yeah, but that whole movie's strange. Um, mm. Not in a good way. Not in a good way. Not in a good way. Uh, it's, a th- it's a third X-Men movie. It's never good. Anyway, <laughs> never, X-Men movies are bads and threes. Yep. So, I'm enjoying it. Yes, but... that la- No, no, there's no but. Okay. Uh, that last episode, though. Holy crap, I, I that love last the tonal shifts of, like, we're in horror. Now we're yeah. in a psychological thriller mystery. Yeah. And now yeah. we're going to end on a really strange joke. Yeah. <laughs> it's just... It's 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 all over the place. Do you know what I'm really enjoying about this series? And I think what this series really really benefits from is its lack of ties to the MCU. Yes. It's in the MCU. Yeah, hundred percent. It's in the MCU. That you know we've talked about the blip. You've seen the adverts for the blip. You know yeah. for the repatriation. All that yeah. stuff. That's yeah. all there. But there's no ties. There's no Doctor Strange cameo. There's mm. no. There's no other characters being talked about or mentioned. Yeah. It's just that story that's being told. I'm and I really think it's actually benefit. I like yeah. I'm currently I've just rewatched uh, One Division. Oh um, okay. It's exceptional. Oh, it's it even is. better on a rewatch. Yeah, I can imagine, yeah. Because the amount of things that I'm picking up on now, it's just like, oh my god, right? I'm also re- I've just started rewatching Falcon and Winter Soldier, which we spoke about and we're like and very complimentary about it. But I'm finding it a bit boring. It, it, uh, watching it, was, it, it was a bit boring. It, 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 after one division, it, it, it was like, well, this is treading no but new ground. The, but the biggest, the biggest criticism I've got of it is that it's tying into so much stuff in the MCU already. Yeah, because it has to. The nature of those characters, it has to, um, and it kind of holds the story back. Whereas Moon Knight is just free. It's just doing its yeah. own thing. And I'm really enjoying it. Really enjoying it for that. 
I'm loving the, the 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 chemistry between the two Oscars. I, I'm I'm mm. I'm enjoying their their back and forths. Uh, I think it's it's very good. She's very good, although her accent is actually more jarring to me because I'm trying to work yeah. out if she's Irish or Egyptian or British. I, I can't quite place it. Um, yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, no, I I totally agree. Oscar Isaac. Uh, just want to sort of very quick one. It's I haven't enjoyed like. It's like Tatiana Maslany sort of levels of acting here. You know, mm-hmm. Orphan Black? Mm-hmm. Uh, no, not really, but uh, yeah. I'll, oh, I'll my roll God, with right. It, so <laughs> it's like that. And seeing the like seeing when they, the two Oscar Isaacs, the two different characters, yeah. the Mark and the Steven were in the same room and the hug straight away. Yeah. And just that they were so different. It was, it was interesting watching. I mean, I know, and people turn around and say, well, he's an actor. He's supposed to do that. To be able to... No, he and his timing and everything yeah. is just spot it's, on. It's, it's to switch between those, like yeah, you have to do one take and two. You're playing two different characters in one show. It's mm. hard to do, and only um, getting said, paid the, one person's wage doing it as well. Yeah, the, the, as I say, the last time I've seen something that good done is Tatiana Maslany, and I can't wait for her and She Hulk. Mm. Um, but yeah, so I'm, I'm, I, yeah, you're right. I'm, in, I'm totally enjoying that. Yes, her accent is is jarring. Accents are jarring. Uh, yeah, they. <laughs> But not with I say, not I say this as someone who enjoys Peaky Blinders. <laughs> uh, listen, I'm enjoying the boys, and we can talk about Carl Urban's <laughs> Cockney. <Yeah. laughs> it's the, so bad. I loved the um, the what they've done of the gods. Well, the, this gods. Is, the intriguing thing is these gods are real. Mm. The celestials are real. Mm. Um. And and the celestials like are the ones that essentially created all life in the universe, but we're sort of to kind of led to believe that the Egyptians are the ones that are creating all life, or or it's it's like what gods do what because then we've got the Norse gods, but then they're just aliens. And going by the new Thor trailer, which we both have definitely watched, Zeus is in that, and it's like Greek so. Gods, yeah. So the Greek gods are aliens as well, then. So yep. what's who who are the definitive gods of the MCU? Yeah, on top of that, you've got the the Celestials who created all life, and then you've got the Watcher on the outside of it all. You've got the Watcher and also characters like Dormammu and all of that as well. So there's there's just so much going on. It's like, what? Well, I mean, if you it's 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 interesting sort of getting to the Moon Knight stage now. Like Mm. I said, I've I've just been rewatching the entire MCU because I made that mis I made that mistake of going, I want to watch Endgame. But in order to watch Endgame, you need to have the context of everything else, Fuck right? Yeah. For in order for Endgame to have the emotional weight that it has, you need to you need to have watched everything else. So I watched it, up, and so it's it's quite interesting to be where we came from with uh, Iron Man and Captain America and even Thor, yeah. where they tried to to sort of root these grand concepts in a degree of reality, if yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, to now be where we're at with Moon Knight and eternals uh where it's just like oh no 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 we're we're, we're going big we're going big and yeah. it's on it's, it's crazy to see where we've ended it's up it's reality um, breaking stuff now it's not yeah. just like oh you know oh, the world first it was like okay the world's in danger then by the time we got to infinity war and endgame it's like the universe is in danger and yeah. now we're getting to the point of all of reality is in danger the multiverse is in danger it's yes yeah. it's, it's yeah. you know the where do they to- go from here <laughs> I don't know. Um, I'm wondering, maybe they just take it down a notch and phase five will be trying to find a dog's missing testicle. Yeah, that's it. 
That's it, Ant-Man uh, going inside <laughs> a greyhound just to try and find a testicle. Um, so no, Moon Knight is currently sitting, at, for me, it's sitting on about an 8 out of 10, 9 out of 10. Yeah, oh, I'm, I'm, so. I'm loving Moon Knight. Uh, I understand it's got its detractors. Have you been watching it on TV or like on a device with headphones? Uh, I've been watching it on TV, nice big TV surround sound. I tell you what, the, the, just maybe just one episode, maybe rewatch one episode with your headphones on. Every time Arthur Harrow's walking around and you can hear the glass in his shoes, you can, it's, it's, prem, it's like, it's, it's so prominent and or, or, is it prominent or prevalent? Who knows? But, um, but if you're listening, if you're listening and just, you just know, it sounds like uh, the Boba Fett spurs, you know, you're just hearing that crunch with every Ooh. footstep. It's brilliant sound design. Just Excellent. brilliant. I will, I, I will, I will try that out, my friend. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, if if you're into that, <laughs> I, of course, I'm a nerd. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah. buddy, shall we? Um, should, should, we should, should we? Should we? maybe? Um, should we let people know that we are not doing that section anymore? Oh yeah, yeah. So <laughs> you might notice some changes in this uh, podcast and the way that we're doing things. And one of the things that we've done is. Unless we do something brand new yeah. and something, something completely special different. or something amazing occurs, yeah. We're not going to really be talking about what games uh, we've been playing yeah. because it's, it's the same answer every week. Yeah, because both of us stream and both of us tend to only play one game on that mm-hmm. stream per week or I play two, but both If I those... ask you right now, what have you been playing? And I can guarantee you've been playing, wait, Spider-Man and Batman. Spider-Man and Batman, yeah. Yeah, although I'm on City now, but like I've talked about Arkham City was like in the first few episodes of this. Yeah. And if you ask no. me, let me guess, Minecraft or XCOM? Yeah. There you go. There, there you, yeah. you go. We're repeating ourselves. So instead of like putting you through that, dear listeners, we're go- we're going to take a pause on talking video games just for a bit. Yeah, just for a bit. Just for a bit. Unless something amazing comes yeah, up. Yeah, okay? exactly. Yeah. I hope that's okay. Something of note, you know. But it means that we get to dedicate more time to things like, well, shall we play the music? Play the music. Salt, salt, how much do you need? Salt, salt, just a pitch for me. Sodium chloride in my inventory where we're reading the news and it's a sodium story. Okay, it's been a long time. Oh, but Bring it back. on, what have you got we're for We're back me? with a Marvel sodium story. Uh, Here it comes. Here it comes. The old favourite. Uh, it's from Giant Freaking Robot. Of course it is. It has an exclusive colon. Ah. And the headline is Haley Atwell Captain Carter live action series in development. But, but, okay. So basically what happened was because because Captain Carter was pretty damn cool. Yeah. I enjoyed Captain Carter. Yeah. I thought that was pretty, pretty It's a good pretty strong cool. first what if episode. Yeah. Very very much so. Um and a bunch of people on the internet went, "Hey, we'd like to see this." And giant freaking robot have gone, cool, let's make that a story. Uh, so that's pretty much what the story is. So <laughs> I knew it. Um, so so from Bonus our... Bonus points for an obligatory Daniel Richtman. Uh, I don't think I see that here, but it does say trusted and proven source. Uh, I, don't, I, I don't know who that is. No, because normally they like to suck his dick a little bit and mention his ah, name in, course, the, yeah, in the article. Yeah. So... Um, Says we're still waiting on details around how this Haley Atwell character will shake out in live action. It's because you're making it up. Yeah. You're absolutely. That's why you're, you're waiting on details. You're you're waiting for a story that doesn't exist to be confirmed. Uh, but here we go. Um, 
so yeah so because uh, whether they do live action based on the what if character or they do live action based on the actual comic series of captain carter because the actual comic series of captain carter um he um steve rogers dies he he doesn't like get injured he he die dies uh Mm. so i don't think they're going to be doing that but uh, part of me has been a little bit i don't know what to call myself with this but i am in that mind of she might be just that tad old now to be Hayley atwell playing that character if they do do animated have her voice it no problem whatsoever but if you're going to do a series that maybe goes on for a few years, I'm not entirely sold on it. Because the other thing, I don't think it would work as a movie. I don't know. No, no, no. It wouldn't work as a movie because it would be in uh, a, a different universe. And I think the MCU does want to focus on the one universe. Yes, there's the multiverse stuff going on around it, but they're still focusing on what is essentially a prime universe. However, Haley Atwell could appear in a movie... Well, as Captain Carter. The rumours are that she is because you can see her shield in the Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness poster. Yeah. You yeah. see the Captain Carter shield in there. So there's every chance she can appear uh, and, and all of that. Maybe she appears, maybe she if the, she ends up for, at the end of Multiverse of Madness, that she ends up in the Prime MCU. And then that's because there was talks that she was going to be, uh, a, 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 remember there was a Sodium story that we did some months ago that, Captain Carter was going to be part of um, the Captain America 4 story. Mm, mm. So she could end up, as a result of Doctor Strange, end up in our prime MCU, end up in that movie, and then also get their own series or make an appearance because they now live in the MCU. Right. Maybe, look, I'm speculating as much as Giant Freaking Robot have, except I'm not slapping it as a trusted and proven source of, like, genuine news. I mean, is it something that I would like to see? Yeah, I I genuinely enjoyed that first episode of What If. I think Captain Carter would be an interesting route to go down. Mm. Um, But wasn't there supposed to be, like, a Captain Britain already being made? Well, I don't know if they're doing a series or they might be working on that because I think there were talks... There was a sodium story that it was going to be Henry Cavill, considering. Yeah. Uh, but even even he's getting to a point where he's probably getting a bit too old to play a Superman and a and a Captain Britain now at this point. Especially like a Captain Britain would be a three <coughs> movie, or no, no, it wouldn't be three movie, three solo movies and then other movie appearances. So we're talking yep. again another ten to fifteen years of 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 stuff. By the time he gets to the end of that, you know, he's going to be like fifty five. You know. <laughs> To be fair, how old Robert Downey Jr.? Yeah, but he was he was like in his what late forties. I think mm. he was in his sixties, and he looked let's he looked old in Endgame. I'm sorry, he did. He did. <laughs> he looked old in Endgame. They tried to make it look like blonde frosted tips, but but no, he he, he was he was looking old. He was you know he didn't have because in Iron Man two, if you remember, there's the scene where he's building the element, where he's creating the element, and he's in a vest and he's. You know, for Robert Downey Jr., he was pretty ripped. Mm-hmm. He, he did not look that good for when it came to Endgame. Yes, As I, I know, said, I have yeah. just on the watch through, you can see these things. Yeah. You you, you can see the actor's age. Yeah, it's, yeah, you can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, look, I... Mm, it's an intro... It's a bullshit story, for a start. Yeah, it's it based is. on, obviously, a couple of tweets of some people who would like to see, who would like to see it. I don't think there's I don't think there's many people who wouldn't like to see it, you know? Um, Incels. Given the chance. Will it happen? 
Maybe. Like, there is a good chance it could happen. But I think it'd be more likely that the character will appear as part of something else. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think I think that's the the safer bet. I think that's the yeah. safer bet. Uh look, I'm not putting money on anything Giant Frequent Robot puts on their website. So, you know, do you know what the the best part is is obviously we we took this 4 week break and I remember the next day after we f- finished the record <laughs> yes. and you sent me the message going, "Damn, sodium story." Yes. And it was Hugh Grant as the next Doctor Who. Yeah. And that's catching traction. It is, but he said no. This isn't true. But of course, he's he's, he's bound to say that. But yeah, Andrew Garfield said he wasn't in Spider Man, No Way Home. Andrew Garfield is the Doctor. You say confirmed. <laughs> could you even imagine? I could. He'd be great. <laughs> He'd, He'd be, be so good. He'd be brilliant as the Doctor. He'd be so good as the. But do- he's an Oscar-nominated oh. actor now. Of course, he's not going to touch it with anything. Oh, Andrew Garfield as Doctor Who. I'm in. I'm in. Oh, hundred percent! It would be good. It would be excellent. It would be good. It would be so good. Thank, thank you for the sodium story. Oh, you, I think. I, no, you don't have to thank me. It's been terrible. Yeah. Salt, salt. How much do you need? Salt, salt. With just a pitch for me. Sodium chloride in my inventory. Where we're reading the news, and it's a sodium story. It's a section that you know we cherish. But <laughs> did I miss it while we were on break? <laughs> it's it's like it's it's sodium stories is like it's like our vegetables yeah you know it's it's good to have but we don't want really want it (laughs) no i yes 100 percent. it's the best way to put it you know oh it's it's yeah yeah. it's the so sodium stories is like discovering you have one ball It's a common theme in this week's episode. <laughs> it's like, oh, I've only got one. That's a disappointment. Um, right. But, but but if you don't know you're supposed to have two, you know, I don't know. I don't know how much I'd, it would be one of those things that when you're in a, when you're in a changing room and someone, someone does go, have you only got one testicle? Why? That doesn't everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Shall we shall we do the next section? No, I kinda wanna talk about balls a bit more. <laughs> Tough, I'm playing the music now. When your brain is in a twist, cause you've got to make a list of the best things of all time, or the worst things we can find. It's a fair and fabulous phenomenal fantastic five. So we're doing fantastic five testicles. <laughs> <laughs> what are some of the best testicles you've ever seen? Uh, Bart Simpson in the Simpsons movie. <laughs> <laughs> One of my fa- I love that they that was so funny. And yeah, right. I'm gonna I'm, I'm putting this out here. The Simpsons movie is good. The Simpsons movie is very it, good. It is good. Right. It's it's an extended episode of a- written by the best writers of the time. Like yes. you know, they brought yeah. back the best writers. Yeah. So it's really really good. But I just can't believe they actually did that. They spent, and I loved how they teased that entire sequence. They were like, here's a, here's a remote control car. Here's bubbles. You know, like, all these things. And then suddenly it was just like, for a full 10 seconds. Like, it was an uncomfortable length of time. <laughs> and you're just sitting there going, what? It's like, I, no, there's a load of people just going, I feel like I should be on a register now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
So yeah, okay. Should we tell uh, them what the uh, the Fantastic Five actually is? Uh, yeah, it's well, you you suggested it. You tell them. Yeah. So this is this is an interesting one because we've done the, we've technically done something similar before. We did epic deaths before, mm, mm. Um, but then that kind of goes into like sacrificial and heroes and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. This one's a bit different now. Obviously, based on the revelation that Q is dying in uh, in Picard. Yes. Uh, we've gone for uh, villains' deaths. Villains' deaths, right? Because yes. villain, a villain dying is very different to an epic or heroic death. Mm, it's mm. very different. Yeah. Um, there's very few heroic villain deaths. Loki's the only one I can think of off the top of my head. Uh, I mean, that's a, that's a, he's, he's well, he's he's not a he's not a villain though, is he? exactly he's changed by that point he's redeemed his character yeah yeah, yeah. Anyway, so this is like the proper this is a villain full-on villain this is their death yeah should we do it let's do it let's do it shall uh, i go first go and f- then you, we finish yeah, with on. you as go it's your it. suggestion okay uh I, this is one that uh, i didn't realize that rick wanted to choose but uh it turns out he he did and now i'm disappointing him further by putting this at the bottom of my list uh, and that is Chang from Star Trek VI, The Undiscovered Country. Um, it, 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 it ends with a quote of Shakespeare. That's why it's so good! Yeah, there's, 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 there's that. There's a little bit of bullshittiness with, with the death because um, I'm still on the fence about exactly how the missile finds the ship because Ahura said, well, that thing's got to have a tailpipe. It's fueled by dilithium. There is no tailpipe. Plasma. It's the plasma that's the, it's the, the, the. You still have plasma that's put out by the engine. Then, if that's the case, why have they never used that technique to fire on cloaked ships before? The why was exactly. it only been thought about at that point? <laughs> but exactly. it's fine because it's it's epic. In fact, the death is so good they recycled the shot in the movie that came out afterwards. Exactly. There you go. Good shout. So there Love we go. It. Yeah. Yours, please, number five. Uh, my number five uh, comes from the movie GoldenEye. And it's Sean Bean's death, Alec Trevelyan's uh, 006, his death. Yeah. Because they just drop a giant satellite on him. Oh, after like, he's fallen from a great height. It's very Final Destination. It's so good, though. <laughs> it's like, it's a very Final Death. Yeah, Final Death. Like, it's, first of all, GoldenEye exceptionally good bond film yes exceptionally good bond yeah. film Proper return uh, what, to form. What, what a first movie for like pierce brosnan yeah. like well it was the first one back for from a, like a 15 year break or something wasn't yeah, it? yeah exactly it was, it was yeah. it's, it's an ex- exceptionally good bond film um and sean bean continues his whole dying and everything uh which is fine but he plays such a great villain first he of dies all he twice in that movie and if you yeah. really <laughs> kind of technically yeah, yeah. yeah but he plays such a great villain but that death, like it cannot, it's such a Bond villain death as yeah. well. Like over the top, stupid. Could have only brilliant. been made better because you know how the camera zooms in in his face. Yeah. It could have only been made better if he just went, oh, bollocks. Like- yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. So that's that's my number, uh, that's my number five. Epic uh, stuff. 006. In Love it. Love it. What's your number four? My number four, uh, it's kind of comical, uh, but it's actually kind of terrifying because the character itself is more terrifying than I think we kind of remember. It, when we watch this film back as a grown-up, we realise how scary Judge mm. Doom from oh Who Framed Roger Rabbit actually was. And yeah. his death was kind of gruesome. <laughs> yeah. Like, proper, like... I mean, he got, like, he, he got a taste of his own medicine. He, he, he died of the dip. 
Yeah. But and then it was kind of comical because he's doing that. Oh, what a world! What a world! But no, it was kind of it's, horrible. It's and, disturbing. And it's all that's really left disturbing. is the rubber mask and yeah. what looks like kind of almost looks like rotten eggs or something. Yeah. It's sort of yellowy and red and like it's just because I, I love the mystery that we never know quite what that cartoon looked like. Yeah, we never do. You're and, right. And I, and I and 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 the fact that even when he dies, we still don't know. Uh, but it's 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 kind of a harrowing death. You want that character to die, but not like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why you sounded like uh, what's her face in um, in the Matrix? Not like this. Not like this. Not, not like this. Switch. There we go. Switch. Yep, yeah. There we go. Not like this. Good shout. But yeah, that's, I like it. That's my number four. Mm. Mm. So tell me yours. My number four. Right. This th- this one's really annoying because technically, like. The character then comes back and actually has an, the, an actual death. But I'm basing this on the fact that if you don't watch the extended universe and all the other stuff, okay. this uh, and you only watched this movie, mm-hmm. this would be your experience. Sure. And it's uh, Darth Maul's death yeah. in episode one. Because mm-hmm. it's just, what? Yeah. Like, it's... It's quite brutal Obi- Star Wars. Obi-Wan Kenobi just losing his shit. Yeah. Right? And ends up chopping him in half. Yeah. Yeah. Like... It's dark as hell, and at that point as well, you, the, the character fall basically never go never near being an edge of a of a sh- of a large shaft in Star Wars. You will fall down it. Yeah, because they don't put hand railings there. They do not put hand railings. So, but like, yeah, he gets cut in half and falls down, and it's like you're like, oh, you're dead. Oh, he dead. Like you, mm. you proper dead. Like yeah. you're wow. It's kind of brutal. There's red mist. Of, There's red mist when the, yeah, when the cut happens. And you have to you have to remember like. Obi-Wan Kenobi, who is one of the best, you know, one of the, the best Jedi who's ever existed, one of the, the smartest, one of the most powerful Jedi who's ever existed, killed someone like that. Well, also, let's remember how he killed Grievous, where he just absolutely shot to pieces the inside, like the organs, well, this the is only it. remaining I organs. Two. I was between Grievous and I was between Darth Maul. Yeah. Like he, shoots, he just shoots him and throws away the gun and says, how, how uncivilized. Yeah. And it's just like, what? He's like... Obi-Wan Kenobi don't give a shit. He's cold-blooded, man. He's cold-blooded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, this, obviously, this is number four uh, because it's kind of tainted by the fact that the character does come back in um, quite a few things. Clone Wars. (laughs) Solo. Everything. Rebels. (laughs) But then, actually, still has a brilliant death in uh, in Rebels. Yeah. And I'll stick by it because that death is, like... The, the the respect between Darth Maul and Obi Wan in yeah. that moment is 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 phenomenal. So yeah, take your pick. I, I I love it. I think it's great. Nice choice. There you go. Nice choice. There we go. What's your number three? My number three is rather disgusting, um, and I, I love it. It's it's a tough watch. This death. It's a tough watch, but props to the filmmakers for being bold with it, and that is Mama <gasps> in Dread. Oh God! <laughs> it's now for those who don't know what happens is Judge Dredd throws this woman uh, out out of a window, uh, but as just before he does, he um, like doses her with her favorite drug of choice, uh, the slow mo. Slow mo. So yeah. for her, it feels like she's falling for probably an hour before she reaches the bottom, and what they do, she reaches the bottom and your point of view you are the pavement and she falls 
face first onto you and you see her face first slowly just get squished like she's pressing against glass but then you see the skin begin to split as the weight of her and the fall and you just see her just like turn to pate across the screen it is extraordinary it is a unique visual experience and then they show the full speed thing as well yeah and then they go (laughs) yeah yes but it's 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 bold filmmaking it's creative it's disgusting um it's fucking memorable that was the same year that that year you had both dread and the raid come out which were like yeah you know very similar concepts but both equally bloody and like Yeah, and the, so, the, wow. the the funny thing about that is, uh, Dread was actually in the making first. Then yeah. the people, when they were making the raid, found out the story of Dread, rushed production so that they could get it out first. And then, unfortunately, Dread was seen as the one copying the raid when actually it was just coincidence. But yeah, it's kind of like ants in a bug's life, isn't it? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. or um, Armageddon and Deep Impact. Well, there you go. Or Bird Box in a Quiet Place. You know, all of these things, you know, it's just, yeah. But that's that's my number three, yeah. I like it. I like it. Thank you. Thank you. Tell me your number three, please. My number three is, uh, it's um, No Capes. (laughs) It's a joke all the way through the movie. Yeah. It's a joke all the way through the movie. And my number, so it's The Incredibles Mm. and it is Syndrome, the death of Syndrome, who gets sucked into a turbo he probably would have survived if it wasn't for the fact that he was wearing a cape yeah you know edna mode said no capes and went through all the characters who died or got injured because of capes and and, and funnily enough it's a watchman reference because that's a, how a character dies in watchman it's yeah. sort of mentioned he's got he got his cape stuck stuck in a revolving door so he got yeah. gunned down yeah wow so yeah no capes so it's it's, it's and it's, it's just again i, I First of all, Incredibles is still one of my favorite Pixar movies. Yeah. It's it's so good. It's yeah. so good, especially when you consider sort of everything that had come before. This the the Incredibles is one of the best superhero origin movies that's ever been made. Just superhero movies that's ever been made. Yeah, it's Just, stunningly good. Yeah. It's it's brilliant and it holds up today. It's yeah. still brilliant to watch today. Yeah. But the whole last sequence leading to Syndrome's death where he tries to kidnap the the Jack-Jack um, and this is the point where Jack-Jack sort of has found his powers, which is, as a baby, all the powers. Yeah. And he's, like, struggling with it. Uh, he's struggling to kidnap Jack-Jack because Jack-Jack keeps transforming into, like, lead or into fire or laser eyes or whatever, yeah. doesn't all this stuff, and he eventually drops the baby. Um, and uh, Mr. Incredible throws Mrs. Incredible, who catches the baby, catches Jack-Jack, and he floats down. And... I just, it's just the whole bit. He's like standing there going, I'll get him. I'll get your baby. And Mr. Incredible just throws a car at him. Like, (laughs) it's just hilarious. But it's not the car that kills him. It's the cape. Yeah. It's the cape. It's 100% the cape. No, it's not the cape. It was hubris. It's hubris. (laughs) So that's my number three, Syndrome in The Incredibles. It's a great choice. Great choice. Thank you. What's your number two? Uh, my number two uh, is it's one of those ones. It, I don't think it's going to mean anything to you, but to, 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 to some of us, it was pretty epic. And that's the death of Zeus uh, in God of War 3. Um, listen, when you've been playing those games and 
like, well, more from the beginning of God of War 2, you're like, I fucking hate Zeus. I absolutely hate this guy. And then you, you fight him as a, as a boss. You, you, you nearly kill him, but then you accidentally kill Athena instead. Um, and then by the time you get to the end of God of War 3, you're like, I'm going to absolutely murder you in the face. And you beat him, and he does die. But then his ghost comes up and then nearly takes you out. So then you've got to beat his ghost to death as well. <laughs> so and, and you do. You grab him and you beat him. And up until the point where the blood from the ghost, <laughs> but the blood starts just covering the screen. And then it gets to a point where you're like, because it's like, keep tapping this button, just keep mashing this button. And I'm mashing the button. And it gets to a point where I don't know if I'm supposed to be mashing the button anymore because all, the screen's red. I can't actually see anything. <laughs> it's, it's just a red screen. And eventually you sort of stop and you're like, oh, okay, he's dead now. And it's so satisfying. It's so, so satisfying. Especially because of that whole like, oh, finally he's dead. Nope, he's back. Oh, shit. And there's something comical in, now I've got to beat your ghost to death as well. <laughs> so... So I, I absolutely love that moment so much uh, because it makes me laugh at the brutality of it. It's just yeah. great. It's just great. So yeah, that's my number two. I love it. Very good. Thank you. Very good chat. Come on then. Number two for you. Uh, my number two um, is uh, from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And I would argue this season remains for me like don't get me wrong i don't think there's a bad season of buffy i think there's some seasons that are not as good as others but mm -hmm. i don't think there's a bad season of buffy if that okay. makes sense yeah um i think the general level is good everything is above that but i think this is the high point of buffy okay um and it's season three right and it's the finale of season three uh where it's the death of the mayor Right, okay. so it's an episode called. Yeah, have you, did you? How I, how much? How familiar? I'm not hugely. I, I watched the odd episode, but I right. Cool. I've got to be honest. So the the, the episode's called Graduation. Okay. Right. So in the episode, like, so this is this is the end of you know. So the first three years of Buffy is she, she's at high school. She's a high school student, so mm -hmm. on and so forth. Yeah. And in the last season, the big bad is the mayor of Sunnydale. Right. Right. Because it turns out he's hundreds of years old. Um, and he is waiting for something called the Ascension so he can take on a higher form um, so he can become like a full-on demon and rule the, you know, destroy everything and rule the world. Anyway, so um, Ascension is going to happen at graduation, at their high school graduation. So you have this really cool thing where suddenly after three years of being the Slayer by herself, she manages to get everyone, all the other students to be part of her army to take on all of the the henchmen all the vampire henchmen of the um of the mayor but the mayor does actually go through the ascension so the the, the mayor changes and he changes into a giant snake so that that's what he does very jafar this is this, this, this giant giant snake thing his first task is breaks his first thing is <coughs> the 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 principal of the high school is played by armin shimmerman right played by quark yeah um, and he's very sort of, this is, I will not have this on my campus, like sort of trying to tell the mayor off from turning into this big snake thing. So the mayor eats Armin Shimmerman. It's brilliant. Anyway, Aww. so um, the, the way the death happens is 
this uh, the mayor chases Buffy through the high school, so as a snake. Buffy runs through the library, which has been for the last three years the central part, like the central set. Base. You know, this base. is where everything yeah. happens. Yeah, she runs through, and it's full of like fertilizer, explosives, everything. And Giles, the librarian, is the one who blows up the building, blows up the high school. So they literally blow up the high school to kill the mayor. Um, but the thing that makes it such an epic death is not, is like, it's, yeah, the big explosion and, and the battle and everything like that, is that the mayor's, the snake goes into the room, looks around, looks shocked, and then says in the mayor's voice, oh gosh. And then the explosion happens. Is the fact that he's still that mayor is just beautiful. It's so so good, and it just makes it it makes this epic death kind of funny yeah. as well. So yeah, that's that's my number two. It's the the mayor in Buffy the Vampire Slayer season three. Excellent stuff. Excellent stuff. Nice. What's your uh, what's yours? So this one, look, it's it's not it's not the most like shocking it's not the most uh bombastic it's not a building being blown up or anything like that but the satisfaction when thanos is snapped out of existence at the end of endgame like the poetic justice mm. of it there is such a satisfaction to that um because obviously him being responsible for half the universe dying this is the thing i sort of battled with this because it's is it technically dying because i know that no it's not it's, it's willed, been willed out, out of existence yeah but i'm just i'm counting it as a death um yeah, yeah. but but <coughs> it's beautiful to look at like just to see him slowly crumble uh to see him sort of s submit to it like you see him yeah this the acceptance on his it. face as he yeah. sort of yeah he's he's sort of fighting it until he sits down and just accepts it and 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 just yeah but there's something just so like after everything that all of those characters have been through to see him get what he had already given again taste of their own medicine there's something about that that is very satisfying to watch mm. uh when it comes to watching a villain die i watched it a few days ago can confirm yeah yeah just after all of that the, i remember in the cinema after it happened i was like we're going to see him disappear. We're going to see him flake away. I, I loved it. What do you know? What though? It's like um, this is this is the you know what I felt like rewatching it again. Like uh, just watching it the other day. It's the relief that you feel as an audience member. Yeah, it's like unfair. that's that's the weird like that's that, that's how I can describe it best. Is it's that sense of relief. Mm. You're like it's done. Yeah, thank God. Like you, yeah. you feel like the characters, like you just, you, you feel like you've been on this journey with them yeah. and you just go, oh my God, yes. Yeah. It's done. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and it's, obviously it's, it's sad that it then also results in Tony and everything as well going as, and, and all that too. But yeah, it's, it, it, it is that, oh, finally, like we, we're done. Mm -hmm. We are done. This story is, it feels definitively over like it's 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 a satisfying ending uh to Good. to to that arc so yeah love it love it love great it, love it. great shout love it yeah so uh that's that's my number one so tell me yours do we need a drum you roll know, it's 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 funny that you mentioned um sort of seeing a character melt and it's like really 
jarring and really, you know, yeah, horrible to watch. Yeah. My number one is um, the Borg Queen in First Contact. Yeah. Now, yeah. for me, First Contact is still one of the best Star Trek films that's ever been made. Yes. It's, yeah, it's, it's absolutely stunning. It's one of the few that I would say you could watch as an outsider. Yeah. You wouldn't, you wouldn't have, it gives you everything you need to know in that film. Um, right from the beginning where you see Locutus, you know, uh, you see Picard's nightmare of becoming Locutus of Borg and stuff like that. Yeah. It gives you everything you need to understand what's going on it in that film. It gives you the exposition you about do- what the Borg are and what they do. It everything. does all of everything. that. Everything. Yep. Everything. But it introduces something completely new that wasn't in the Borg before and that is the concept of the Borg Queen. Yeah. Uh, which was terrifying that there is one individual in this whole collective that is actually, for, you know, is actually in control of this collective. Yeah. Actually, is the the brain behind it the the driving force behind it um and it is terrifying that character and she's uh, Alex Creech plays her so so well yeah. like and seduction of data is in, is phenomenal mm-hmm. um but her death is next level like the only way like the whole plan you know and it's, it's it's amazing how the the plan they were going to do at the very beginning is the plan that is executed at the very end mm-hmm. you know it was mm-hmm. You know, shoot out the plasma, uh, the plasma conduits. By the way, that's the waste plasma that goes out into space that they can. There you go. Uh, yeah. that they can use to find cloaked ships. Uh, so <laughs> it's. But the point is, that is you know get you know that is the thing that's going to melt all of the organic material on the Borg, um, and save the ship. So for it to happen, actually happen, and to see. To see, like, because, like, one of the things you never see is a Borg in pain. It's never, never... True. Well, no, actually, sorry, that's, that's a lie. Uh, Descent, part two, you, one and two, you do see Borg in pain, the, the two-parter. Uh, oh. But that's because of a result of experimentation by... Um, lore. Lore. Yeah, yeah, on, yeah. On, so you do see Borg in pain. But this is, like, visceral. Like, you see her melt away. Mm. And it's, 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 it's really awful to see. But epic to see as well. But also, again, that sense of relief, like, thank God, because she was, like, yeah. so close to winning. Yeah. So close to winning. But then it's, like, it's the follow-up afterwards as well, where Picard walks onto the deck, and her 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 skull and her uh, vertebrae are still writhing. There's still... The, yeah. the Borg Queen still exists in that moment. Yeah, yeah. And he snaps her neck. Oh, no, he snaps the spine. Yeah. It's the spine. Uh, yeah. Oh. It's it's incredible. It's such a great sequence, and it's such a, an amazing death. Um, so there you go. That's my number one. It's yeah. the Borg Queen from First Contact. He he he. Gwen Stacy'd her. He broke her spine. Yep. 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 Yeah. 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 I mean, <sighs> there's not much to say about it. It's just it's it is epic, and uh, I liked the fact that in Picard you do actually see that half of her body and you see the same sort of make of spine and all of that sort of, you know, that essentially, because you see that at the beginning of the film where just the the, the, the top half of her chest is lowered into a body. Yeah. So she she is just uh, a Lego person in a lot yep. of respects. <laughs> Insane. But, but yeah, yeah, wonderful Great. stuff. I like Good Fantastic Fives. I liked it. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Excellent. When your brain is in a twist Cause you've got to make a list Of the best things of all time Or the worst things we can find It's a fair and fabulous Phenomenal Fantastic Five 
that was nice to do after so long. Yeah, we're back, baby. Yeah. Yeah, we are. A little yeah. bit of tweaking here and there. You might have noticed some differences. We hope that you've enjoyed the differences and you should let us know about them. Yeah. You should let us know yeah. about them. You know. Um, but for now, that's the um, that's the end of the podcast. Yeah, yeah. It well, is. The end of the episode, hope, at least. We hope you've enjoyed listening. You've enjoyed listening to the podcast. If you're if you're a regular listening, returning, thank you and welcome back. If this is the first time that you've listened to the podcast, again, we hope that you've enjoyed it. And what to do is whatever platform you're listening on, go ahead and hit subscribe so you can get the latest episode to your device so whether that's on spotify or apple wherever you're listening hit subscribe now a couple of things you can do as well to help us out to help us grow our audience if you go over to apple Podcasts, you can leave a five-star review for this episode and even for past episodes as well the more five-star reviews we get the more listeners we'll end up with so that can help us a lot um you can also why not just tell people in real life as well recommend this podcast to people you know say i've been listening to this great podcast and you can do that as i said in real life or you can do it online where can they find us online matt they can find us on facebook twitter instagram both of us have a, a our own twitch accounts as well um also i mean you know you can share those links on the facebook on the twitter on the instagram well you can't really share it on instagram they're a bit funny with sharing links but, but another thing, I mean, because it's actually a, a, a quite a big thing now, a bigger thing than, than, than when we started, I think, the podcast, is, you know, if you're a member of many Discord channels and things like that, a lot of those Discord channels also have a podcast recommendation thing. Please recommend us, you know. Uh, you know, we're nerdy. If, you have, if you're part of a nerdy Discord, feel free to share us there. Um, we also, it, one another way you can help support us is uh, Patreon. Uh, you know, you can just, just, you know, we do all of this and we do it because we love like trying to entertain you and all of that sort of stuff. If you can show a little bit of support by just going to our Patreon and being, uh, you know, a supporter for us, that would be uh, with many, we, we have much appreciation for that sort of stuff. So, so thank you very much uh, if you are a Patreon subscriber. Um, and, you know, with all of these things like the Twitter, Instagram, Twitch and all of that nonsense, you can find that in the description of this podcast and on the, the channel page of, of, of all of this as well. Uh, and if you need to search it, just search The Geekatorium. You know, that's, it's easy. It's easy. Jeez. Yeah. Thanks again for listening, folks. We'll be back next week. Yeah. Bye. Bye.